1: hello people hello people <laughs> how you doing everybody hey listen to this this is steve taylor whatever happened to sin do me a favor share this out we're going to talk about uber we're going to talk about muslims
0: we're
1: going to talk about tennessee and the resurrection yeah we are so there's a lot more than the headline ramble put out there i'm going to share this out right now say it ain't none of my business, huh? A woman's got a right to choose. Yeah, they do.
0: Now a Next pull the what
1: man? To Women have to choose wisely. That's the difference right there. You can choose, but if you choose poorly, then you're in trouble, mister. I heard the say. Okay. It's probably no more in the good middle no sights What's Can to be, be debated? debated? Jesus never stated. Right, yeah, he did. But
0: What?
1: Hello to the people. Son and Gamora. They're all gone, just so you know.
0: A huh? lies
1: hey, Melanie. Hello, Sean. All right, an Uber driver lost his job, just so you know, I'll tell you why in a minute. To all this stuff. Who was born and raised in the buckle of the Bible belt? Just embellish the truth. Here he is. I'm trying
0: to limit the sunlight coming in through the window so the camera doesn't put me in shadow.
1: Whatever happened to Sid? I know, it's not popular to talk about. Alright, not so. anymore. All right, people. So that was uh, Steve Taylor, Whatever Happened to Sin. I love that song. It's such a cool song. Yeah, it is. See how cool I did that fade out. (sighs) Totally faded it out. Yeah, I did. Okay, all right. I'm going to mute my computer in the event that anything should decide to pop up and play. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. All right, I see from our low numbers on Periscope that we're being spiked again as usual. So do me a favor, share this out if you don't mind. Oops. Okay. And if you're on YouTube, I shall say hi to you. Wait, hold on a minute. <laughs> and we're also on um, Twitch, correct? I think we got a new correct. follower over. We got we got a new follower on Twitch. So here's the deal, people. Hello, people. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, people? All right. So yesterday I had a great guest. Today, I'm sorry, but you're just stuck with me. Yeah, you are. What? You, I just wonder you, if you turn
0: the turn phone's the, volume up again.
1: Turn this up?
0: Yeah. Don't turn it up. I just wonder if you turned it up again. Oh,
1: I, Well, I did initially, so okay. I could hear it. Well. Because. <clears throat> all right. Okay. So here's what I want to do. First things first. First. I want to say hello people so nice yeah. to see you
0: <laughs> you already said that i know i want to say times. it again though
1: all right but hello so okay i'm feeling a little bit self-conscious is this too dark this lipstick just be honest put one if it's yes put no of it put two if it's no it's a little bit too dark for me i'm feeling a little bit awkward just so you know, I feel like my age. I feel like I'm looking like a middle-aged woman. <laughs> three? Okay, yeah. I this is the lipstick. So
0: Jerry was totally right about lipstick and how how a woman feels.
1: Yeah. Um, well, the thing is, okay. Like, so this whatever. is this is her lipstick, and she said you got to put three coats on, but three coats seems like too much. But you know what? It's supposed to wear off eventually. <laughs> ah. Anyway, hey, Danielle and Mia are there. Let's see who else came in. Let's see. Angie. Hey, Angie's there. Hey, you guys. Hello, people. I know I call you people, but that's kind of what you are, just so you know. All right. Anyway, let's see if anybody is on. Yes, it does. This stuff, this lipstick stays on anywhere between 4 and 16 hours, depending on your body makeup. So, actually, she told me after the show yesterday that for me... Uh, because I take thyroid medication, my average is about four hours. Um, so, This just in. A post-it note with nothing on it. Did you throw this over here for no reason?
0: It, is, is it this probably for, is fell there... off. I was trying to make a sunshade for my camera with oh. post-it notes. and Whatever. Um, okay, hey, there's a couple well. of things
1: I got to share with you. First of all. I want to let you know that I'm glad you're here. Yeah, I am. Do you think it's an accident that you tuned into my show today? (laughs) The answer is no, because you can't. This can't be an accident. You have to intentionally tune into this show. (laughs) Anyway, so glad you're here. You intentionally made the decision to be with us. I appreciate it. Right here, down in my heart, people. Are you the hypo or hypo hyper? I I think I'm the first one. I think I am because it's my, it like like losing weight, just for an example. I can do whatever diet supposedly that I'm supposed to do, and it doesn't matter. I mean, it seriously does not matter. You know, my thyroid fights me at every end. But whatever, we'll talk about that later. Okay, so I got a couple of announcements. First of all, what happened to my head? Did you stop moving my camera?
0: I thought we'd want to see the top of your head.
1: <laughs> Some people prefer seeing my my beautiful
0: body. Yeah, they might. Body.
1: I'm sure they would. Look at that. Some I'm, would
0: prefer seeing your feet.
1: I'm well endowed by my creator. Okay, anyway. Mm.
0: Wait. You're not going to leave it have, there, are you?
1: No, I have big hair and I have big bust. Just so you know. Do not have a big butt. Some people might. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, okay, you're sidetracked in me. Stop it. Okay. So now this looks like it's too, this camera. How's that people? Is that better? That's not better. If I do this? This just in. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Okay. Are we framed perfectly for the shot now? By the way, what's this all about? You ever see people go like Let's this? Let's with that. Whatever. Okay. So maybe tonight, maybe they're trying
0: to hide their turkey neck or their double chin. I, I don't, don't know. know.
1: So tonight at seven o'clock Central Time, I am going to be hosting a will work a will workshop. Okay. If you are one of my Legal Shield members you, and you have time, you can come in and see it. I'm going to post it in our members group after the fact. And, or if you're interested in just coming in, I'm doing this. This is a practice one. So just so you know, it might not be perfect. <laughs> Wouldn't it be highly unusual coming from me, but just so you know. Anyway, so if you want to be a part of that, text me. If you're on my text message list, say yes, send me the Zoom link. I'm going to be doing it on Zoom because there's a PowerPoint presentation. Okay, and then what else was I going to tell you? I'm going to tell you a testimony. Yeah, I'm going to testify. So you guys know I text you right on Textedly. That's my text messaging service. And I uh, it, and if you want to join it, and you haven't been on it yet. You can text me Bible News to three three two two two. You can do that. And if you do, then you'll get text messages from me. So this past week, I actually had somebody send me. Um, A a survey. What?
0: (laughs) Never mind. I'm just picking nits.
1: Okay. Someone sent me the opportunity to take a survey to review this company, but there was zero incentive, people. Zero. They weren't asking me for anything. Like, they weren't going to, they weren't saying, I'll give you $25 to review me. And there's a lot of people out there that do that, right? So, whatever. I went and I reviewed this company. That's illegal, by the way. Is it? Oh, well. You anyway, yeah,
0: to give an incentive for a review anyway. That's
1: so I reviewed this company without getting anything in return for it. I reviewed them a couple of days ago. I was like, Yeah, I like, I really like the service. I checked a whole bunch of different text messaging services, and this one was the most affordable for me and my budget. And It's it works, it's a great service. Um, anyway, today I got an email from them. Thank you, Bean, for doing uh, for um for writing them a nice review. And they gave me 20,000 free text messages. Now, just to give you an idea how many that is, my monthly subscription to this service is 2,000 a month, okay? So they gave me 10 months free of text messages. Is that awesome or what? That's why I haven't been text messaging you twice a day because I've been running out. uh, And it cost me $25 a month from that. So hey, England. So that's that's a $250 value that they gave me out of the blue. Is that awesome or what? So that's so cool. So what that means is I can keep growing my text message list um, because, you know, it's one text message. I have about 50 people on my list, so that's 50 messages every time I send it out. So if I send out 100 a day, like two messages a day, <clears throat> and then if they're longer, then that's like two messages. So, so now I have more to play with. It's so, so cool. So anyway textedly. If you want a good text message service, let me know. I'll send you an affiliate link and then I'll get more text messages if you signed up and you will too. Um, and you'll love it because it's, to me, it's the best way to connect with my audience. I found it to be very effective because number one, I can see when they're all delivered. And number two, you guys respond to me and that's super helpful. I find that awesome compared to email. Email's great, but Email goes to spam. Your text message can't go to spam. Text message boom, goes right to your phone. So, <clears throat> so that's a praise report on my behalf. All right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> That's exactly right. Now I can send Psalm 119 without getting charged extra. That's right. Isn't that cool? That's so cool. Anyway, also, hey, speaking of that, I opened up a new Instagram account, stacy.lyn.harp that's my personal account. You can follow me there. See how my name's spelled? That's what it is, stacy.lyn.harp over on Instagram. Uh, I'm trying to split my personal Legal Shield life up between my Bible News Radio account. So I do Bible News Radio on Bible News Radio. I do the rest of the stuff with Legal Shield and me, my personal fun life. Yay, me! Uh, <laughs> over on the other account. So if you haven't followed me over there yet, go ahead. Okay, so. Let's look at. Um, Randall wants to start with the Tennessee story, apparently, because that's what he named the show, right? Which, which was not a draw at all for the audience.
0: <laughs> but well, hey, you try these things out. You know that since we're on the three platforms, we could do like A, B, C testing. We could use a different title on each one and see. Ooh, that would work. Where people um, tune in. All right. So... gets the most listeners?
1: Okay. Or viewers, cool. Whatever. So you know what I meant. This has to do with the homosexual lobby, okay? So, I went over the Human Rights Campaign's website because they are the homosexual rights campaign masquerading as the Human Rights Campaign. And there is a big title. It says, Major Corporations Release Letter Opposing Anti-LGBTQ Quote Slate of Hate in Tennessee. I'm going to read this to you, and then I'm going to read you the letter. HRC announced that 11 major corporations have signed onto... An open letter to Tennessee lawmakers opposing the anti-LGBT slate of hate, moving through the legislature. Okay, now pay attention to all these people here <clears throat> that that are complaining. Okay, because these are people you want to boycott, right? These are people that are against your personal values. Okay, they are Hilton, IKEA, International Intercontinental Hotels Group (IHG) for short, Lyft. Marriott International, Mass Mutual, Nike, Salesforce, Unilever, and Warby Parker. Okay, so what about
0: replacements limited. Hmm? What about replacements limited?
1: I think where's that at?
0: After Nike Inc.
1: Okay, replacements Ltd. Is that what Ltd means? Yeah. Let me okay. Try. Yeah. So those guys too. All right. Anyway. <clears throat> So here's what the letter says. I'm just going to read you the letter because, you know, the rest of the article is their their pontification. But here's the actual letter. It says, Dear Lieutenant Governor Randy McNally and Speaker Glenn Quesada, We, the undersigned list of businesses, write with concerns about several pieces of legislation being considered in Tennessee. HB 563 slash SB 364 would enshrine taxpayer-funded discrimination into law by prohibiting cities and state agencies from implementing policies that stop taxpayer funds from being used by businesses organizations and contractors to discriminate against lgbtq people and employment policies you see how vague this is by the way note the language discrimination yeah it's discrimination Uh, Anyway, so then it says here, HB 1152, SB 848, and HB 836, SB 1304 would allow child welfare agencies that receive taxpayer funds to refuse to make child placements with qualified loving families if the family doesn't share all of the agency's religious beliefs. So read read that they're protecting religious freedom, (laughs) in other words. HB 1151, SB 1297 could, could unfairly target transgender Tennesseans for harassment in public places. It doesn't say it does. It just says it could. HB 1274 and SB 1499 would require the Tennessee Attorney General to either pay for legal costs or itself defend discriminatory anti transgender school policies, mandating that taxpayers foot the bill for schools determined to discriminate against transgender students in violation of federal civil rights law. Put simply, these bills do not reflect the values of our companies. That's right. They actually don't reflect the values of their companies. And for the most part, most of America. Okay, just so you know, the LGBT lobby is 3% and under of the population, just so you know. We are disappointed to see the legislator consider discriminatory legislation. And yet, the irony of it all is they don't consider their legislation discriminatory or bigotry towards Christians. The business community, and this is my favorite part, the business community by and large has consistently communicated to lawmakers at every level that bills that target LGBTQ (laughs) people are bad for our employees and their families, bad for our customers, and bad for business. This is not a direction in which states move when they are seeking to provide successful, thriving hubs for business and economic development. In other words, what they're saying is, If you want your businesses to grow in Tennessee, then you need to be gay-friendly, LGBT-friendly, no matter what. And everything has to be pro-gay so that we can make Tennessee the next homosexual destination for our community. Just like Los Angeles is, just like in Miami, just like Hawaii, just like San Francisco, just like, you know, other gay bastions of America. Um, Just so you know, we don't want that in Tennessee, HRC? No, we don't. Just so you know, we want Tennessee to remain a Christian facade, conservative state. Uh, <laughs> it's not really a Christian state, but we want the whole, you know, veneer of Christianity in the buckle of the Bible belt to kind of remain the way it is, you know, kind of christian easy on the surface. <laughs> we don't want We don't we want, want to it preserve
0: up. our cultural Christianity. Yeah,
1: that's a good way
0: of putting it. <laughs> But um, you know, oh, I'm, gonna... I'm not real quick. I'm not familiar with the exact text of these these bills. I doubt that anyone targets LGBTQ people. They probably don't say. If you're LGBTQ, then this, then that. You know, you know, to say that um, <coughs> we don't want to construct special bathrooms in public schools. Oh. to To accommodate, you know, at taxpayer expense, one or two students that can't decide their gender, that haven't figured it out, that's targeting LGBTQ. It's it's not it's not protecting taxpayer funds. It's not it's not you know legislation for the majority instead of legislating for the you know minority and changing everyone else's lives. So it says. Anyway. Okay. But that's their interpretation. It's targeting.
1: Well, this is the last part of the letter. We believe that anti-LGBTQ legislation will make it far more challenging for our businesses to recruit and retain the nation's best and brightest workers and attract the most talented students from across the country. It will also diminish the state's draw as a destination for tourism, new businesses, and economic activity. Discrimination is wrong. And we believe it has no place in Tennessee or anywhere in our country. As companies that pride ourselves on being inclusive and welcoming to all, we strongly urge you to not advance these bills or else. And it is signed Hilton, Ikea, North American services, intercontinental hotels group, Lyft, Marriott international, mass mutual, Nike replacements, LTD Salesforce, Unilever and Warby Parker. So to see something cool. See this. This is a white, Kleenex. see that watch this it's
0: cool that's weird
1: see that there's no lipstick on that if I was wearing regular lipstick that lipstick would be all over that right there just so you know I just thought I'd share anyway was a public service announcement. it was it was cool wasn't it all right. So the next more you know, important. Yeah. Tennessee
0: is, is so hurting for tourism. And
1: Okay. I want to talk about this Uber story because this is important. Okay. There's so many things about this. Okay. Uber driver fired for refusing to drive women to get abortion now or woman to get an abortion now. <clears throat> this is a headline I would have led with myself personally. And this is why this is so important, because there's so many layers. This is like a seven-layer burrito. We're going to talk about that, okay? Listen to this. Uber, who's actually actually has been in headlines before for their vomit fraud issues, but we'll talk about that later. Anyway, Uber has permanently banned a driver in upstate New York for refusing to take a 20-year-old college student to an abortion facility. The incident went viral on mainstream media after the student wrote about the worst, most backward day of my life on Reddit. Uber confirmed that the driver was removed from the service as his actions violated the company's community guidelines, according to Yahoo Lifestyle. Although the driver offered to take her back home... The student declined and instead, after reaching her boyfriend, called the cab and went through with the abortion. Okay, so let's look at the morality issue. Just I'm going to commentate between, you know, paragraphs. So first of all, we got a 20 year old girl who was um, sexually promiscuous outside of marriage. Okay, that's the first strike against her. Now, was she raised in a Christian home? We'll see later in the article. But here's right now. First thing. You know, you put out, you got pregnant, you did it outside of wedlock. Um, you know, that's, that's a, you know, that's, that's a sad thing. Uh, anyway, second thing, her boyfriend is a scumbag because he wanted her to have an abortion and he didn't even go with her to have the abortion. What a, what a creep, really. I mean, that's a scumbag in my opinion. And I know I'm judging, but just so you know, what kind of boyfriend gets somebody pregnant and then she goes and has the abortion by herself you know okay the driver of the uber cared more about this girl than the boyfriend did in my opinion cuz he didn't want her to have the abortion <clears throat> anyway but goes on to say she now wants to sue the driver and is seeking she's seeking legal advice on reddit when she could become a legal shield member and get it for free <laughs> or 25 bucks a month anyway anyway While the story has stirred up controversy on social media with the Uber driver generally cast as a villain, Dr. Monica Migloriano Miller of Citizens for a Pro-Life Society said he did the right thing. I agree. Everyone has a duty to follow their correct conscience and not be coerced to act contrary to that conscience. Thus, in the case of the Uber driver who would not take the woman to an abortion clinic, he did exactly what was ethically required. She told LifeSight News in an email. He refused to be a party to the murder of an innocent human being, and he had every right to refuse to transport the woman to a place where she would exterminate her child. Okay? Now, I'm going to say something. If this Uber driver, let's say, oh, let's just say this for fun. Let's say he picked me up, and I had a plan to kill Bearface, Okay? And I wanted the Uber driver to drive me to an undisclosed location in Middle Tennessee so that I could go kill Bearface. And that was my plan. I was going to tell the Uber driver this. I'm going to go kill Uber. You know, I'm going to go kill Bearface. And dude, you need to go ahead and drive me to the location so I can go kill him, right? Who would do that? I mean, seriously, who would actually drive me to the location to kill Bearface? According to Uber, you know, without losing your job, you'd be required to actually go and, you know, you'd have to drive me there. <laughs> you'd be an accessory to murder because you knew that I was going to kill him. Now, I know that sounds nuts to some people. Well, oh, that's a, such a ridiculous statement. You would never kill Bareface. Well, how do you know? Because <laughs> you know I would never kill him. But that's not my point. My point is if I was an assassin and I was telling my Uber driver, hey, I'm using you so that I'm, I, you know, we're, don't you ever say anything, but about you driving me over there behind, you know, Tito's Mexican restaurant so I can go kill that person. You know, don't tell them, meet me back here later at 4 a.m. in the morning. You know, I mean, seriously, who does that, right? And a serious Uber driver would go right to the police station and say, hey, my passenger just wanted me to go drive to Tito's so I could kill somebody. But because it's an abortion... It's a com- legal murder. It's a legal murder, and not only that, but it's a legal murder of the most innocent and defenseless human being a human being can be.
0: Now suppose this. Let's um. <sighs> let's put it. In, um, me crazy. Let's put it in less violent terms. Okay. Suppose the passenger was male, was carrying pro life signs, and a and a bullhorn and wanted to go to an abortion clinic.
1: Yeah, like 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 my friend coach Dave.
0: Yeah, so so and the driver refused, would that driver be fired mm. for not taking the passenger where they wanted to go or would they be doing a heroic deed? Depends. By not by not taking the anti-abortionist, the anti-choice person mm. to to the abortion clinic. The Ooh, destination is the same.
1: That's a super good ethical question.
0: Uh you know, the it's a it's a nonviolent a nonviolent passenger. I mean it's less violent than the actual right. passenger. No no bloodshed involved. You know, would that driver be obligated to take the protester to the abortion clinic?
1: Probably.
0: I just wonder if they'd get fired for not doing it. They said, hey, this is against my conscience. I believe in a woman's right to choose. Yeah. And, and I I hate you, you backward Neanderthal, MAGA, red cap.
1: <laughs> I like how red, Randall, redneck. gets all riled up. <laughs> when Randall uses the word Neanderthal, um, then we know he's riled up. Just remember that. You know, that.
0: redneck religious zealots. <laughs> you, you know, backwater backward. You know, inbred retards. You can, know. Not... Can,
1: can we go ahead and finish um, the article? <laughs> yeah,
0: okay. You know, if he said I'm not taking you there. <laughs> would would there be just as much? You know, would, would he? You know, would he have a case if I, if the driver wouldn't?
1: Take, I don't know. Okay, so let me finish clinic. reading this. Okay, indeed, he would have had a duty to talk her out of it, offer to take her to a pregnancy help center. But let's put this in into another context. What if he was directed to take someone to a porn shop or to a rendezvous with a prostitute? She right. pointed out. No one can remain apathetic Is that right? apathetic mm-hmm. and aloof from how we how we may be co opted to help facilitate the performance of an evil act. The student who attends Cornell University in Ithaca found out in March she was pregnant, Yahoo Lifestyle reported. I knew I was going to terminate the pregnancy immediately since I'm in no position to care for a child at this point in my life. She, she wrote about
0: it earlier.
1: Well, not only that, but she could have, you know, have you ever heard of the other A word, yeah. adoption? That's so sad. Anyway, her boyfriend and parents, who live in North Carolina, and her best friend were all supportive of my decision. To which I say, that explains a lot. If she's got a boyfriend that wants her to murder her baby, her parents want her to murder their grandchild, and her BFF, (laughs) just saying, one of my BFFs just came in. If my BFF wanted to support me in aborting somebody, I would be like, "Uh, I don't think you're really my BFF, because there's so many ramifications. But anyway, it says here, she booked a medical abortion. Are there any other kind? In an abortion center an hour away because the Planned Parenthood near her university couldn't fit her in for a week, she told Yahoo Yahoo Lifestyle. She also booked an Uber for the hour-long trip, but the driver immediately seemed uncomfortable. After about five minutes in the car, he asked, Are we going to a Planned Parenthood? I said no, because we weren't, but it set off alarm bells that he would even ask that, she wrote. The student said nothing, but the driver persevered. He then said, "I know it's none of my business, but" and proceeded to mention something about his wife being pregnant, how awful the procedure was, and proceeded to explain in graphic detail, and and that quote, "There is so much they don't tell you." Unquote. She wrote. He then said, "You're going to regret this decision for the rest of your life," and I and I was making a mistake. Halfway to the destination on Route 38, the driver pulled over. There was a gas station and a closed antique store. And around us was farmland and forest. He said, I'm sorry, but I can't take you the rest of the way. I can take you back to my city, uh, but you won't be able to find another Uber out here, she wrote. The student wrote she got out of the car crying, called her parents three times who didn't pick up, and called her boyfriend, who immediately answered and told her to call a cab and then the abortion center to let them know she'd be late. Mr. Sensitivity, of course. The Uber driver waited around for about 15 minutes, assuming I'd changed my mind, she wrote. I insisted I was fine and that he should go back, and he eventually left. After waiting about 25 minutes, the cab... So she sh-
0: sent him away.
1: Yeah, the cab showed up, and I got to my appointment an hour late. The student told Yahoo Lifestyle she had to pay $120 for the cab. She comes from a politically conservative family, which is interesting, right? Okay which kind of makes me question her parents. Anyway, so she understands being pro-life and that some people would disagree with her decision to abort her child, she wrote on Reddit, but your beliefs do not give you the right to make me feel uncomfortable when I'm completely vulnerable and I'm relying on you to perform a service I desperately need. So the desperately needed service was a ride to the abortion clinic. My question is, if she's 20 years old, how come she didn't have her own car and and, and drive herself? I oh, mean, geez. that's why if she's 20 years old. She's in college. She's putting out a for a She's A college
0: student in Ith- yeah. Ithaca, so. so. Probably no need for a car. Still.
1: Thing. Well, anyway. Anyway. The reason my, my parents or boyfriend couldn't drive me is because they both live in North Carolina while I go to school in New York. Okay, that's why. Still, my boyfriend couldn't afford to buy a last minute flight to see me. And because I live in a dorm room with a roommate, there would have been no place for him to stay, she wrote. (laughs) I'm sorry. That that makes me laugh. Uh, Where does she have sex with the guy? I'm just curious. You know, it's like, hey, you know, you you found room to have sex with the dude, but whatever. Anyway, Uh, my parents did manage to get a last minute flight, but they didn't get one in time to take me to my appointment. Aw. Well, that's a bummer. Cheryl Sullinger of Operation Rescue says the story has gone viral in the mainstream media because it can be used to vilify pro-lifers, with the Uber driver seen as heartless for pulling over halfway through the ride. It seems that as the ride progressed, he became more uncomfortable and didn't want to be a a participant in killing her baby through abortion, she told LifeSite News. You can't expect a person to violate his conscience. Moreover, if the Uber driver was, as it appears, the lone voice advocating for the life of this baby, that's really kind of sad, she added. Mm -hmm. Because that means that her family and her friends and her support system really let her down because abortion is not the answer to anybody's problems. It's going to take the life of an innocent baby and it's going to cause repercussions in her life. And I think that's the end. Yes, the rest is all these commercials and stuff. So, so yeah, you know, I mean, so the question of law, I guess, is Uber... The Uber driver signed a contract. Essentially, I'm going to sit. I'm going to assume saying that he has to take people wherever he wants to, wherever they want to, because that's what they're paying for. But in this case, again, if you were to extrapolate this, and if say it wasn't a young woman who was pregnant who wanted to kill her baby, but it was me wanting to go kill Bearface, and and, and I and I had a gun and I was getting ready to kill Bearface, would the Uber driver <laughs> get fired? For not letting me go kill Randall <laughs> or would they be complicit in actually be an accomplice to murder because they actually drove me to the scene of the crime? You know I think it was Ray Comfort when he put out his movie 180 which was put out a number of years ago. It was a half-hour movie. I actually interviewed him about this. The only difference between a baby in the womb and a baby outside of the womb is size and location. That's the only difference. It's still a baby either way. So, size and location. And, you know, in some states, a pregnant woman, if she dies in a car accident, it's considered, and the baby dies, it's considered, you know, two deaths. It's not considered one, you know. So, even the, the argument about keep your law off my body, you know, the liberal um, line that I've heard chanted outside of um, rallies is, it's, well, it's not your body. You can carry a, a gender opposite of you, right? So, okay, let's see what some of the comments are. Okay, <clears throat> I've got to scroll back here. What if the passenger wanted the driver to take him to a bakery for a cake for a gay wedding? A lot of females, I know that I have, I have them is because they just are scared, hopeless, thinking it's only an option. That's true. What if her parents wanted to abort their child? I I don't know the Uber driver. Well, she wouldn't
0: be there, right? The the Uber
1: driver was legally in the wrong, but morally in the right. That's a good point, Rob. Yeah, that's what I think. I mean, he might have quote legally been in the wrong, but you know, at least he can sleep at night. You know, because he wasn't an accomplice to the to the murder, which is what it was actually. All right, so let's see here. So, Doctor Jennifer Fee has come into my room. You guys might know who she is. Dr. Jennifer Fee and me are going to, it's not really, it's I, but whatever. Dr. Jennifer Fee and I are actually going to be putting, we're going to be launching a brand new monthly subscription thingy, which you're going to love. We're not going to unveil the name until later because we want to make sure it's all dialed in correctly, but just so you know. Dr. Jennifer Fee's name will be first, because she's the doctor. And she's older than me. And I think age before, you know, a younger age is better than... (laughs) By the way, Jennifer was telling me earlier today, Hey, Jen, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to do this. Don't hate me. This is Jennifer's, okay? Jennifer was telling me that President Trump passed a new law, you know, or, or was going to pass a new law. Basically saying that we can no longer buy shredded cheese, right? That we can only buy cheese now that's in a block, you know. In fact, yesterday I was at the grocery store and I actually almost bought a block of cheddar sharp cheese. (sighs) But I didn't. I thought about it. And I thought about buying, you know, a bag of the Mexican shredded cheese. And now that I know that Trump has basically said that we can't do that, you know, you know why? Because he wants to make America great again. <laughs> I know that's not how you told it to me, but it's close enough. So there you have it. <laughs> I'm waiting for the reaction. <laughs>
0: Maybe waiting a while,
1: I know it's like twenty seconds, <laughs> hey, at least it's not the foot foot joke.
0: Well, you we... can't see their faces. Mm. you can't see them shaking their heads or <sighs> just staring blankly,
1: yeah, Daniel's saying Trump didn't say that. See now, there is, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sean's like moving on, <laughs> well. okay. It's a play on words, people. Lighten up. Okay. All right. So here, <laughs> Ariel Ministries um, is our sponsor. Yeah, they there are. We are. So I'm so glad they are. Uh, if you guys want to go to camp Shoshana, you can you can go uh, you can go to camp Shoshana School of Messianic Jewish Studies. Uh, <laughs> it's a joke, people. You get it? Make America great again. You get it? Great cheese. Okay. Just lighten up. Okay, anyway. Camp Shoshana, School of Messianic Jewish Studies, Program of Messianic Jewish Studies, July 7th through August 30th. If you go to CampShoshana.com, you can learn more. Or you can go to Ariel and then click over and you can um, learn more about camp. You guys really should. If you can afford to go to camp, you should. One of these days, me and Bareface plan on it. Just so you know. All right? Also... Um, uh. um uh <laughs> if you uh if you go over to BibleNewsRadio.com, you can look at our resources page we have a whole bunch of stuff there including Dr. Arnold G. Fruchtenbaum's latest book the Th- the f- the um feasts I hate saying this and fasts of Israel I don't say f words very good the feasts That's good. Fasts, the feasts and fasts of Israel uh their historical and prophetic significance. I should be getting my book soon, hopefully. Anyway, so this is a hardcover book. If you want to learn about the feasts and fasts of Israel, <laughs> you can do that, um, and you can save twenty percent when you use our coupon code Bible News People. Bible News. Yeah, go there, use coupon code Bible News, and save twenty percent on that. Yes, you can. I know it was funny, huh, Danielle? You finally got it, didn't you? Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Ah, use the coupon code. And I like that graphic. Isn't that cool, super cool graphic? I like that. Okay. <clears throat> also, if you want to become a pillar a pillar of our community, um, you can uh, do that by giving to, to us at BibleNewsRadio.com forward slash give. We appreciate any donation anybody can give. Um, I think, you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And, you know, we're here every day ministering and blessing you with pithy entertainment and bad jokes and good news and biblical commentary and if you like that which you you do because you're obviously here (laughs) then please become a pillar of our community and you can donate anytime any day and all that and thank you to all of our regular pillars i really appreciate it Um, also, I really want to say thank you to those of you who have donated to our floor replacement fund. Uh, yesterday we were at Lowe's and I think that we're going to be able to get the floor replaced with some of the donations that you guys helped. Um, you know, you helped us, you helped us get enough hopefully to cover that, but we still got to work on the carpet and we'll figure it out. But, um, you know, words cannot say how much it means to me that you guys love us enough to do that. The other thing is Legal Shield. Uh this afternoon I had a great conversation with the guy that cuts our lawn, uh young guy. Um he actually has a business and we have a home business supplement with Legal Shield. If you're a home business and um you need legal assistance, $9.95 a month is our is our um our home business supplement cost. That's it. You need to be a member of Legal Shield, which is $24.95. But the home biz supplement gives you legal coverage that can help your business. And so, um, you know, hey, if you have not got your will done yet, tonight I'm going to be talking at 7 p.m. Central. I'm going to be talking about how we do the wills and how you can do it through Legal Shield. And um, and then, of course, we have identity theft protection as well for $9.95 a month for an individual, $24.95 a month for people. So. Um, this is such a product I believe in that I, I work this business, um, part time, but I could, but if I didn't do Bible news radio, I would do it full time. Just so you know, because there are so many people that I am helping with the, with this membership and it's super exciting. So anyway, uh, if you want to be a part of that, let me know, go to bit.ly forward slash LOJ 2019 and... If you want to become an associate and you want to learn to make money and really get in on the, uh, good, good self-development, personal development of this company, which is one of my favorite parts about it, then, uh, you know, let me know, okay? Cause it's $99 to join to be an associate and, um, and, and you can grow personally like you wouldn't believe if you do the work. That's the key. I only want people who want to do the work though. Okay. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. See, you work and then you get paid. <laughs> work, get paid. You don't work, you don't get paid. Uh, And that's what's great with this. You can make as much money as you put the effort in to do it. So, and so thank you people. All right. All right. All right. Last article. Excuse me. This comes from barbwire.com and is titled The Muslims are colonizing under your noses, putting Muslim representatives into position only to attack. Now, I think, personally, that this is a clickbait headline. (laughs) Uh, Bradley Dean is a little bit uh, kind of out there when it comes to stuff, but I do tend to agree with what he's writing about because the CARE, the Council on American-Islamic Relations, is actually a terrorist front group, okay? And they have made it a point to promote that they want Islam to take overtake America by 2020. That's like next year. Like, we're, we're not that far away from that. Okay? So let's look at the article. Okay? It says here, as long as you remember that if you get involved in politics, you have to be very careful that your leader is for Allah. You don't get involved in politics because it's the American thing to do. You get involved in politics because politics are a weapon to use in the cause of Islam. So Sir Siraj Wahaj said that. I'm not sure I said that right, but I do know how to speak. So anyway, it says that something is happening throughout America and Americans need to know what that is. America is literally and purposefully being invaded by Muslims like that of France, Germany, Sweden, England and Wales. Belgium, the United Kingdom, etc. Deuteronomy 28 and 15, which I don't know what that means, but whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think, don't you think it'd be important to just not, you know, Bible news radio, just uh, gloss over that? Yeah, you know. hold
1: on a minute. Let me go ahead and look up Deuteronomy 28, probably 15. It probably something, it says something like, you are the head, not the tail. Um, well, I don't know, let me look. Wait, hold on, Deuteronomy 28, 28 15, we're going to look at it. oh wait hold on a second I gotta put a one in there not a five ah wait what
0: version are you using
1: I don't know wait hold on a second I gotta get in the right number there we go
0: Uh, it's kind of totally out of context
1: yeah it says here however if you do not obey the lord your god and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees I'm giving you today all these curses will come on you and overtake you Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, okay, so the article goes on to say, This, of course, is being done with the help of felons that are masquerading as representatives in this country who are illegally alluring them through sanctuary, a.k.a. protecting criminals, cities, and then handing off your country to them that mean to destroy and conquer. Uh, And then there's this picture. It says here, criminals masquerading as mayors in sanctuary cities, um. Okay, I'm not sure if I can make that. Yeah, it's gonna click. It's gonna. Ugh. Okay. Well, that page is gonna flip to some other page. So, great. Now I gotta go back to the other article, which I can't right now because I got. I'm waiting for the computer to do what it needs to do. It's gone backwards. Ah. Just one moment, please. Too while... small
0: to read on your monitor. Yeah,
1: but. <laughs> Seriously? Okay. Should I wait. take
0: over until you get it back?
1: Yeah, you could. I'm, now i lost my article because it it flipped. Really, I hate that when that happens. Oh, here it is. I found it. Okay. Okay, let me go back to where it was.
0: You're at These people. Yeah. These people. people.
1: Okay. Wait, hold on. These people are bringing their culture in with them to the intent that they might conquer the very countries that they invade. And then there is a article linked back to the Sons of Liberty media website, which is Bradley Dean's website, just so you know, in case you didn't know that. Okay. Speaking of that, of Minnesota, speaking for that of Minnesota, we are noticing South Minneapolis, Northeast Minneapolis, Burnsville, Austin, Rochester, St. Cloud, and all of this under the noses of Minnesotans with the help of the silent accomplices, the CIA-controlled media Mm -hmm. It is interesting to know that during the 90s and early 2000s, we virtually heard nothing of the Muslims infiltrating America until Barack Hussein Obama illegally took office, stacking the government with subversive sodomites and subversive Muslims to governmental positions. And now in 2019, we see that they have been operating stealth like all while swelling their ranks in forward motion to bring about a jihad. Um, And then it goes on to say more. They are quietly colonizing and then waiting it out until there are enough Muslims in certain demographics, districts, to then vote in their own Muslim representatives. See the McCarran Internal Security Act, which, by the way, explains An Inhan Omar, Anna Keith Ellison, Hoden Hassan, Muhammad Noor, etc. Remember, Americans, the goal of the Muslim Brotherhood is to infiltrate the American government, implement Sharia, and destroy us from within. So that's true, right? And here's somebody who's actually telling you the truth. But wait, hold on. I take a nap. Hold on a minute. Dead air. Sorry, that's the church people, just so you know. It is. People don't care. They're like, whatever, who cares? I'm apathetic. Let me just take a nap. And I want to go see what's on Netflix or whatever other shows there. What's really sad is that abortion, Islam, and homosexuality, these are the three hot topics of the day. Right? But you know what the bigger, hottest topic of the day is? Our next topic. Which happens to be the resurrection. Yeah, it does. See, because here's the thing. We can complain about abortion, homosexuality, and Islam all we want. But but the hope is in the resurrection. And this is what people don't have. They don't have hope because they are not aware that Jesus rose from the dead. And as Christians... You know, that's our job is to educate people so that then we can be bold in our faith, stand up and go with God because he loves us, but also tell other people that God loves them too. That's my opinion. So just for a minute, let's look at a couple of proofs of the resurrection. The first proof that I want to bring out is the empty tomb of Jesus. I know it sounds logical and everything that... That there's an empty tomb, right? But think about it. How many of you have lost someone to death? I have. Lots of people, actually. This year alone lost five people that I know of. Maybe more, but ho- hopefully that's it. Just five in one year, you know. And how many of you have buried somebody, put them in a casket, and they went into the ground, right? Their, their body went to the ground. You know, I've seen my friend Joe from Pickleball. May he rip in peace. You know, um, I did not want to see him dead. And I did, which really sucks because now I got that in my head and I really hate it. I still can't believe he's actually dead. You know, it's it's just it's kind of surreal to me that Joe is gone. But you know what? He's still in the tomb. He didn't rise from the dead three days ago, you know, or, or three days after he was buried. He didn't come back to life. Um, <clears throat> so, and that's the thing, you know, not only did Jesus rise from the dead, but he appeared to people, like 500 people at once, like, you know, and he talked to him, they touched him, he gave him a commission, and then he ascended into heaven, which is bizarre if you really think about it, because I don't know any other human being that can do that. Just saying, Okay. Now, another proof of the resurrection is the women, that psalm. And this, for me, is one of my favorite proofs of the resurrection. Because if what he did wasn't true, then in the Jewish culture, this is why it's important to understand the Bible from the Hebrew perspective in which it's written, a woman's testimony was considered invalid in a court of law in that culture. So if she said it, it was like, whatever, who cares? You know, you're a woman. That sucks. What you say doesn't matter. But you know what? Because Jesus appeared to the women first and the woman saw it and the woman went and told the other disciples. And that story has been perpetuated for like thousands of years now. It's true. And also, one of my favorite parts in the Bible is when Jesus revealed to the woman at the well that he was the Messiah. He was that she was the first person he actually revealed that to. Which I thought that was cool. Jesus elevates women uh, throughout Scripture. And all throughout Scripture, women are elevated, you know. Um, So, I just think it's cool. And without a woman, Jesus wouldn't have even came into the world. Because, you know, the Holy Spirit overshadowed Mary and got pregnant, just so you know. And it was Mary, it was a woman who carried the baby, just so you know. So... You wanna say something else? Well,
0: without a woman none of us would be here. That's true. And just just for Hmm. just to help the audience out, when you say that you know, the testimony of women were invalid, how is that a proof of the resurrection?
1: Well, because in that culture, if if what she was saying was a lie, then you know, then we wouldn't Jesus well, okay. It's a proof Mm -hmm. because Jesus appeared to the woman first. Right? Are you messing with me?
0: No, I just because people, you know, I just I'm I'm just thinking some people might hear that. Well, here's a proof that a woman's testimony is invalid. It's like okay, well, it's an invalid testimony, so as a proof, well, well it's, it's a proof well, it, okay. because that's put forward well, well, as if,
1: if if they had made it up
0: exactly. Okay,
1: if they had made made it up, then that'd be one thing. But the fact that they didn't make it up is proof of the resurrection
0: yeah if you were making it up if you were if you're recording these testimonies you wouldn't record it that way right exactly right yeah so you know the gospel writers recorded it as it happened not in the best light possible so you know if they were cleverly devised fables that's something that you wouldn't do for a cleverly devised fable. fable
1: that's right yeah Okay, also, here's another proof of the resurrection. The apostles' newfound courage. How many of you remember Peter? Good old Pete, who denied the Lord. Yeah, he did. He was like, no, I don't know that guy. And you know, Peter denied that to a little girl, actually. If you read the text, the little girl was, hey, aren't you that guy that was with that Jesus dude? "Uh Uh-uh, no, it wasn't me. (laughs) And he went back fishing. Right? Which is where Jesus, when he reappeared and he came back to life, he's like, hey, he appeared to the disciples and Peter. Right? You know, Catholic Church says Peter became a Pope. He really didn't, just so you know. When we get to heaven, there's not going to be a lectern with Peter behind it. Wait, hold on a minute. Who are you? You're Peter? Wow, I had no idea. Whatever. Anyway, so... The changed lives of his brother, James. Mm-hmm. James was the brother of Jesus, and initially Jesus's actual blood relatives did not believe in him. Now, I don't know about that. I don't know how hard it must have been, a sibling to a perfect brother, but that would have been kind of annoying to me, actually. I'd be like, really? My brother's name is Sean. And so I'd be like, no wonder my mom thinks Sean's perfect, because he is. <laughs> unbelievable I'd, I'd hate my brother too if he was perfect I was the one always getting in trouble <laughs> but um, but yeah you know so James brother of Jesus he was op- he was openly skeptical about about Jesus being the Messiah but afterwards he was like hey I'm all for him you know what I believe in him just so you know one of my favorites is in 1 Corinthians 15 where a large crowd of 500 people saw Jesus after he rose from the dead. Now, therapists and psychologist types have claimed, oh, maybe it was a mass hallucination that these people saw Jesus rose from the dead. The problem with that is that you cannot have a mass hallucination. People have hallucinations like individually. <laughs> Just so you know. Okay. I mean, like Bearface he used to do drugs, right? And he's like, whoa. Right, Bearface?
0: Shamefully true.
1: And then, one of my favorite proofs of the resurrection is the conversion of Saul of Tarsus. Saul of Tarsus. There he was, one of the, the top head honcho Jews of the day. And he's minding his own business when all of a sudden he hears a voice. that says, Saul, Saul. It was probably Saul. No, wait. Saul. No, I don't know. I have no idea how it sounded. But it was enough to get his attention. Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? Who are you? Are you the Lord? Yeah, I am. And then he was blinded by the light. He was actually befriended by Barnabas, who was known as the son of encouragement. Yeah, he was. Barnabas brought Paul... To other, to other believers, because they were all skeptical of Saul, right? Before his name was changed to Paul. They were skeptical because this guy, Saul, went out murdering people, right? Who were Christians. <laughs> he murdered Christians. So I was like, I don't know. If this guy's really a believer or not. You know, you got to be careful with who you hang out with. Anyway, so Paul, the, the conversion of Paul, or, of Saul to Paul is a huge one plus we have most of the new testament because of that conversion then of course the evidence of the church in the beginning the the persecuted church church was persecuted and all the original apostles and disciples actually died for that belief in the messiah so with the exception of john and i don't think mary was murdered or martyred either um not not that not that i know of But John, he died on the Isle of Patmos after tradition says that he was dipped in burning oil, and they tried to kill him that way, which they didn't. It didn't work because God had another plan for him, which was to dictate the words of Jesus and write the Book of Revelation, as well as as well as First, Second, and Third John and the Gospel of John. Although I don't know if the Gospel of John was actually written on the Isle of Patmos, but Revelation was. So, with the exception of John the Beloved. All of those guys died for their belief. So, and, and some people go, well, you know, there's people dying in Islam for Allah. You know, they're dying for their belief. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is that Allah is dead and doesn't exist. And Jesus is alive. And he came and he commissioned the church. The very fact that the evidence of the church exists, that you and me, if we're in the body of Christ, exists. We're here. Hey, how'd that happen? Well, I don't know. It's just kind of like one of those things, like it, I don't know, it's just some weird thing that happened. (laughs) How How did that happen? Right? So Jesus rose from the dead. So there's seven right there. I gave you seven, seven evidences for the resurrection. There you go. And we could give you a lot more, but that was just for fun. So any comments or questions before we leave the show? Okay. Let's see here. He also took care of mother Mary too, didn't he? Yes, he did. Actually, he did. Let's see. Running for Zion. Bareface used to be a delusional drug user. Nice. Yeah, he did, actually. John um, Randall tried all the world's religions, well, not all of them, but a lot of them, and he was going to commit suicide before he found the Lord, and um, <clears throat> I, for one, am super happy he didn't, because he's my BFF in life, and, uh, super handsome and hunky.
0: Sorry about that. You're back.
1: I know, I'm back. I'm back now! Okay, anyway, so if you want to join me for our will workshop, then go ahead and join me at 7 p.m. Central. Watch my Facebook page. Uh, I may put a link on my Legal Shield page, which is Stacy Lynn Harp MS. Just you know, go to my Facebook.com forward slash Stacy Lynn Harp MS page as well. I'll put a link over there and then you can join me in Zoom or text me and I can do that too. Okay. All right, people. Tomorrow is Thursday, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So we'll see you then. All right. Okay. Remember, be bold, stand up and go forth. Go with God, people, because he loves you.